This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Thursday, September the 8th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. On the day, we found out how the government plans to help us all out with our energy bills. The new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, made a statement in the Commons earlier, confirming rumours that households will have their bills capped at £2,500 annually for two years, scrapping a huge planned price rise. We will deliver this by securing the wholesale price for energy, while putting in place long-term measures to secure future supplies at more affordable rates. We are supporting this country through this winter and next. We'll also still get the £400 discount that was announced by the previous Chancellor. So will it help you out? Well, we've already seen an increasing number of people in Kent in fuel poverty and turning to places like food banks so they can afford to eat and heat their homes. So let's first get some reaction to today's announcement from David Holt at Canterbury Food Bank. It's not really a step in the right direction because all the announcement does is hold the current position. And that's still a grim place to be. The increase in the energy cap this spring has already pushed many people over the edge. Demand at Canterbury Food Bank was up more than 80% year on year in both July and August. With the winter coming, we only expect that to increase. And you have to remember that it's not just gas and electricity that's gone up in price. Steep rises in the cost of food, clothing and fuel are also pushing people to our door. We provided enough food to make nearly 7,000 meals in August. That level of demand used to be exceptional. Now it's pretty much the norm. Now, in the podcast on Tuesday, you would have heard from businesses in Kent on how they were facing astronomical increases in their energy bills. Here's a reminder, this is Canterbury-based guitar maker Alistair Atkin. Currently, we're paying £6,000 a year for all our energy. We're out of contracts in January and when we spoke to the uh, suppliers we were asking what the rate would be if we you know, renewed that now, we got up to £24,000. Now Liz Truss did also announce today that businesses would get at least six months of support, although we didn't hear much details on that to be honest. Joe James is the Chief Exec of the Kent Invicta Chamber of Commerce. The quick intervention by government is very welcome, albeit for six months. But what we don't know yet is the detail of the scheme, you know, what the kilowatt per hour pricing will be, so we can actually look what this means in reality. You know, that said, any support is going to be much appreciated by business. The announcement further mentioned support for certain sectors. Again, it would be great news for those in the hospitality sector as they were highlighted. But what does this mean for businesses generally? Uh, That we'll just have to wait and see. So a respite for all of us, but to what degree? We'll just have to wait and see the detail. The Prime Minister also announced an end to a ban on fracking in a bid to tackle the energy crisis. Now, fracking is a controversial way of extracting energy sources. We'll be getting reaction to that in tomorrow's podcast, so do tune in then. In the meantime, though, we'd like to know what you think about bills being frozen for two years. You can comment on the story at Kent Online or via our socials today. 
Meantime, another Kent MP has been given a role in Liz Truss's new government. Rochester and Strood's Kelly Tolhurst has been appointed as an education minister. Earlier this week, Tunbridge and Morling's Tom Tugendhat became Minister for Security. Kent Online News. One of our top stories on the website today, a car has crashed through a Kent Hospital's reception building. Pictures that you can see at Kent Online show the window shattered over the vehicle at Dartford's Darrant Valley. Reporter Amy Tregena has been to the scene. So a red Lexus seems to have crashed into the glass panelling of the Marks and Spencers Bakery at Darrant Valley Hospital this morning, which is directly next to the main entrance to the hospital. It happened at about 9.30 reportedly, and it's been said that the driver has been taken to A&E, but no one else is believed to have been injured. There was a clean-up operation for the glass this morning, which seems to have all been cleared now, although the area of the crash is still cordoned off um, by people in high-vis jackets, although it doesn't seem like the accident has had much impact on ambulances or appointments or anything. Well, a spokeswoman for the Dartford and Gravesham NHS Trust has confirmed that all occupants were able to leave the vehicle with just minor injuries and were taken to the A&E department for treatment. She's also said that teams on the ground acted swiftly and the area affected was quickly evacuated and the vehicle has now been removed. As Amy mentioned, there was no impact on services at the hospital. A woman who brought her attacker to justice after being attacked on a train says she thought of Sarah Everard. 27-year-old Christopher Swindles from Carnarvon Gardens in Broadstairs carried out the assault in July last year. His victim said she felt a duty to the public in case he did it to anyone else. He's now been locked up for 12 months. It's emerged the victim of a stabbing in Tunbridge died from injuries to his lungs. An inquest said Thomas Waugh, who was 20, had been found by a passerby slumped against a wall and lying on the pavement in Avebury Avenue last month. The hearing's been adjourned because of ongoing police investigation. Two teenagers have been charged with murder. A teenager has been arrested following a police chase over violence in Ashford Town Centre. A number of youngsters are said to have been involved with one person being attacked on Tuesday afternoon. The 18-year-old suspect remains in custody. Police in Kent say they've dealt with a record number of reports of young people who've had intimate photos of themselves shared without their consent. Now, there were 38 cases last year involving under-18s, which is the highest since new laws designed to tackle this issue came into force seven years ago. A total of almost 150 reports have actually been made since 2015, but just four have resulted in charges, as most victims didn't support police action. Well, now a tool has been launched to help young people get nude images or videos which have been shared by a third party removed from the internet. We've been speaking to Cormac Nolan from Childline. The first thing I would say just in terms of prevalence is that it's much more prevalent, I would say, than than we actually know because the level of reporting and help seeking is lower uh, than it should be. But I, but I think it is gaining momentum and, and the report removes playing a part in that. Uh, in terms of the impact that it has on children and young people, I can certainly say with confidence that a lot of children and young people uh, become very isolated, become very uh, frightened. They hold this problem in, in a very particular place in their own lives and, and the tendency to share or seek support tends not to be the first place that children and young people go with something that still has a degree of shame and embarrassment attached to it. And we've got to be honest and say that. It shouldn't do, but it does. For certain parts of society, we will always, as an organisation, uh, help a young person with any issue that's going on for them. 
Um, it's important to understand that a lot of children and young people are being blackmailed or threatened uh, and that adds a whole new level of fear and concern for those children and young people. And in addition to that, the support that a young person may have around them. Some young people have very little support, some young people have great support, but going to a parent or a carer or a family member and talking about something like this, it's not automatic for a lot of children and young people. And a lot of adults out there may not know how to react or respond or support either. So there's a lot of fear um, and, you know, a lot of sense of isolation. And and that can lead to other issues, you know, mental health issues, self-harm, you know, uh, that's 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 a reality for some children and young people. So the report remove tool, as we call it, is accessible through the Childline website. It's childline.org.uk, and it is a tool that allows children and young people who have shared an explicit or sexualized image of themselves, or who have had that shared by a third party, to uh, upload that to the portal and to have that uh, assessed by our partners in Report Remove, who are the Internet Watch Foundation, and they can uh, upload a URL, video, or a static image. And the the IWF will assess the image uh, to a certain threshold, and then they can uh, begin work if it reaches the threshold to have that image removed. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Suspected firearms have been seized and a further three men have been charged following a violent burglary in Sevenoaks. Money and mobile phones were reported to have been stolen from a property in St James's Road after a number of people armed with knives forced their way in. Officers arrested two 19-year-olds and another aged 21 following a raid at an address in Lewisham. A 24-year-old was previously charged. More than £12,000 has been raised for a tribute to a Kenty who was hit and killed by a car. Ben Allen was just 27 and worked at Cliffwood's Primary near Rochester. He died after it happened on Station Road in the town. Well, a fundraiser is going to pay for a memorial at the school, which will include seating, flower beds, a pathway and shelter. A nursery has been shut down in Canterbury after an inspection found children may be at risk of harm. Tiny Stars isn't allowed to reopen until significant changes to its management are made. Ofsted found risk assessments needed to be implemented while hazards at the site had to be reduced. Bosses have apologised to parents and say they have a full plan of action. A sitting-born woman has spoken about the moment a fire swept through her home, leaving her with just her nightdress, a dress book and pet dog. I'm sure it's every person's worst nightmare. Well, Deirdre O'Neill thankfully managed to escape the blaze which broke out at the property on Sheppey Way and Iwade last week. She says she's not only lost clothes though, but also all of her sentimental items. She's been speaking to our reporter, John Nerdon. About half 11, the smoke alarm woke me up. It was all in darkness because the electric had blown. And I got up and found out that it was the in the kitchen, the fire. I tried to put it out. How did you try to put it out? The um, extractors, not over the cooker. It's, on, it's through the brick wall. So... The sink's underneath, so I was just scooping water and tea towels and just throwing wet things up at it, which I thought it did because it was arcing and only a little flame at the time. At the time. And then I turned round because I thought, oh, I've done it. And then it just went boof up and I had to get out then and get my dog. And, and I ran next door and he phoned 
the brigade for me, the fire brigade. So, so what were you wearing at the time? A night dress and just, well, slippers that were soaking wet by then. And the dog, how was the dog? Well, he follows me everywhere. So he just followed me out and I called him and he won't leave me anyway, so. What, what, what's his name and what type Patch, of Patch, a little toy poodle. So, so you were waiting out outside and then what well, happened? Well, the neighbors wouldn't let me back in. Uh, so they waited outside and where I am, it's a funny address. But they eventually found us the fire brigade. I think it was five uh, engines that come and had to put it out in the end. And uh, we got the other two neighbours out uh, because, but it didn't go into their bungalows. Apparently there's a wall that stops it in the loft as well, that stops the fire spreading into their bungalows. So, and we, seemed like ages we were sitting out there and my son i called my son he came over he saw the flames from over this side of the bridge it seemed like slow motion and quick at the same time sort of thing people come from everywhere and they were so good deck chairs and cups of tea and blankets and god knows what else i don't know who they were my son thanked them though uh, on facebook so, so what type of things have you lost everything i've not got a thing someone's given me this dress my daughter's friend and my son's friends give me flip-flops and that's all i've got photos sentimental things that mean nothing to no one else my mum's glasses and everything what i've kept since she's passed away and that there's nothing. It's thought the fire may have been started by an electrical fault in an extractor fan. Kent Online reports. The union behind today's Royal Mail strikes in Kent and across the rest of the country says workers won't back down until they get the pay rise they deserve. The Communication Workers Union says members are in for the long haul and won't accept an imposed 2% increase. But Royal Mail says the CWU's not interested in constructive negotiations. There's a debate over new student accommodation in Canterbury, which has been described as a monstrosity. Critics say the five-storey structure Curus Court on Rodeus Town looks hideous, but the architect behind the 146-bed block insists it will stand the test of time. We'd love to know what you think. You can head to Kent Online to see pictures today and leave your views. There are calls for a cat that's been left abandoned in a house in Gillingham to be rescued and given a proper home. Now, the pet was left behind when the tenant was evicted from the property on School Avenue around six weeks ago. Mick Jones lives nearby. This cat has been abandoned in this house for over a month now. We would like to see it, desperately like to see it rescued, given a good home, proper attention, cuddles and decent food. It's never had much of a life up until its owner abandoned it and we want it rescued and the RSPCA do not seem to want to know. And why, um, what kind of are you feeling towards that? I feel very sad. This cat is entitled to a life and it's had, it's had no life while its owner was there, but it's got none at all now and is likely to die if it doesn't get proper attention soon. It's been in this for five to six weeks now not been fed for the last 10 days probably how it's alive i don't know and i know you said you kind of got a lot of bit of sort of maybe disappointment with the rsp yes my big disappointments the rspca we've always supported them in the past financially 
that the three times we've asked them for help, none whatsoever has been come forthcoming. And we want the RSPCA to get a move on, cope with its responsibilities, tell us if they're having real financial trouble, maybe we can do something, but they don't seem to even give good advice on what to do now. It's just abandoned. And how does it feel for you guys kind of standing here looking at the window, kind of thinking, I can't actually do anything about that car? Very, very, very sad and disappointed. I would like to get in the front door and get it out, but obviously cannot go into that property. But I would get it out and do something with it as I'm hoping the RSPCA will now get a move on and do it. Mick, they're clearly not happy with the RSPCA. However, we have been in contact with the charity and they say they simply can't get involved because the cat isn't sick or injured. Another rescue charity have said exactly the same thing. Well, Medway Council say they have tried to contact the owner but haven't had a response as yet. Cineworld, which has four cinemas in Kent, has filed for bankruptcy over in the US. But it's a form which should help the company reorganise financially. It'll allow the cinema chain to continue operating here in the UK, over in the US and in Jersey. And the firm's previously said it would have no significant impact on jobs. There have been fears that cinemas in Ashford, Dover and Rochester could be forced to close. Kent Online reports. New measures are being brought in to try and deter travellers from pitching up on land in Medway again. Metal posts and a height restriction barrier are being installed on the Beechingsway playing fields at Twiddle near Gillingham. The clampdown comes just two weeks after around 30 caravans camped out there. Wildlife bosses in Kent say the cost of cleaning up litter dropped by visitors over the summer is likely to cost them around £10,000. The Kent Wildlife Trust say things like discarded beer bottles and barbecues have caused problems at some of their 80 reserves in the county. They've also had reports of attacks on livestock by dogs. Now, good luck if you were sitting the Kent test today. Thousands of primary school children have been doing it. There'll also be exams taking place on Saturday for pupils who go to school outside of the county. It'll decide if they get a place at a grammar school next September. And finally, a driver's taken advantage of a Kent Town Centre's new water feature by using it as a free car wash. The best car wash in Dover. <laughs> <laughs> Head to Kent Online to see the video footage which shows the black Audi getting a rinse from the giant metal rings recently installed in Dover's refurbished Market Square. Some say it was only a matter of time. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group with showrooms in canterbury and maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars including mg seat and Vauxhall.